Hi, everybody, and welcome to We Like It Raw, where today we're kind of tackling our very first chapter in Raw Spiracies. So we'll be diving into kind of the psychology and why uh, conspiracy theories are so attractive, what draws us to them, and what are the consequences of that. And then later, we will be kind of diving into our own personal kind of favorite conspiracy theories to discuss. And we would love to hear from you guys and the different conspiracy theories that you guys either believe in or follow. We want to hear from you. So please reach out to us at welikeitrawpodcast at gmail.com. Or if it's easier to reach out to us on our social media, you can go ahead and slide into our DMs. Our Instagram is at raw.pod. Our Twitter is at we like it raw. And then you can also find us and like us on Facebook at We Like It Raw Podcast. You're an avalanche and I'm ten feet below. Give me out, give me out, give me out. I'm begging. show. My name is Tom and today I want to offer clarity as we talk about conspiracy theories. And hello, um, I'm Kate and today I'm just excited to talk about conspiracies. Ooh, yes. And hi y'all, I'm Nadia and today I am offering just like inner peace and contentment with where we're at in our lives. So when we kind of all three decided that we were going to talk about conspiracy theories and like raspiracies on this episode, um, I wanted to take advantage of the opportunity to kind of learn more about the psychology behind conspiracy theories and conspiracy beliefs. I've always been interested in it, and I definitely don't claim to be an expert in this at all uh, in psychological science or anything like that i am a musical theater major so i'm not trying to act like something i'm not which is almost the same thing (laughs) yeah honestly (laughs) and so i wanted to really like start this conversation of the psychology on behind conspiracy theories and bring that to you guys Um, our listeners as well as to Tom and Kate and like hear what you guys have to say and like things that perspectives that you guys bring and um, different knowledge that you may have that I haven't because I'm definitely still in the early stages of uh, learning about this but what I have found so far has been really really interesting so I'm just going to dive in and the first thing that I really wanted to look into was like the definition of a conspiracy theory. The Association of Psychological Science in an article kind of describes the, uh, defines conspiracy theories as an attempt to explain the ultimate cause of a significant event or situation as the result of a secret plot by a powerful group. So when I read that, I'm like, wow, okay. So th- this has something to do with, like, definitely try an explanation of a significant event um, that comes from either a powerful group or organization. So that could be our government, NASA, whatever you kind of want. You mm. can put the Illuminati. Like, all of those kinds of things go into finding an explanation for an event that has happened. 
And that is what actually like really interests me because we all have this tendency to learn more and learn and understand and uh, label what has happened. And when we're faced with something like COVID-19 or something that is even greater than that, that just simply does not make sense and does not feel right in our beautiful bodies and souls, we look to alternative um, outlets mm-hmm. to seek these answers. The danger and like the the danger with this is that typically conspiracy theories, they don't, what has been been found in these different research studies through the association of political uh political (laughs) through the association of psychological science um they have been finding that conspiracy theories don't really quell the anxieties that we're feeling but rather reinforce the questions that we have and um one thing that kind of brought me uh like really helped me understand like the three different psychological motives that are behind and really drive conspiracy theories also come from uh and we will link all of these articles that i have but it comes from the psychology of science website and they have stated that the three motives are epistemic a way to make sense of chaos and random events existential the pursuit of safety security and empowerment and social a desire for belonging to a group with a shared belief system Again, that is a way to make a sense of chaos and random events. I think that for me, this is the one that like resonates the most because it's like the understanding and finding that certainty in life. Um, And the example that I would have to give, especially the 2020 example, would just be like a conspiracy that I would give that encompasses this. Uh, psychological motive would be that COVID-19 was built in a lab and distributed by Bill Gates. Which is real. It's, um, a, it's a theory. <laughs> this is a real theory here, uh, which is a conspiracy theory. And I, and again, like that is there to show you like, okay. One completely different wild end of the spectrum that people go to. Yeah, people a, in Australia believe that. Mm-hmm. Like it's yep. all over the world. And and it's and the re and I understand why people yeah. do believe it. I'd rather believe that than that this was just actually no. I believe truly that this was a natural. This was literally our Earth building a Be virus like, to naturally purge us because she's like I'm hurting. And when you um, look at like the timeline of events and uh, natural, uh, you know, dis- not disasters but natural um, occurrences like these in nature, like it. A species, and not saying the human species will, but like species go extinct. And we go yeah. through periods like the Ice Age. We go through war- periods of warming. We experience giant tectonic shifts. Hello, fucking Pangea over millions of years. Like, yep. things happen on this earth, not just because they happen, but because it is the natural processes that we don't understand about the earth because we yeah. haven't been here the whole fucking time. But the thing is, Tom. 
that over one-third of Americans believe that climate change is a hoax. So if you believe that climate change is a hoax, how would you believe that, like, this earth is naturally doing any of this? Well, it that's the ego. Be, yeah. That is an ego because, like, people think, like, oh, it's a hoax. Why? You haven't been here for how many billions of years the planet has been here? How would you know it's a hoax? Have you been speaking to the ground? Have you been hearing from Mother Nature? Have you been speaking to the ground? Well, right. Are you communing with, like, some celestial body that's saying, yeah. no, this isn't uh, global warming. It's just a hoax. Yeah. Like, It all comes from a place of defense because we're all just trying to survive and do what's best for us. And, and I like that you said that it was, that's like a very ego mindset. We all have struggle with like, with our egos. I have been doing a lot of ego work and the ego is there not only to protect. That definitely ties into the existential side of mm -hmm. it all and, and the social side of it all. Yep. It's not only, it doesn't not only tie in with like your protection and like this intense protection but also the ego drives self-doubt mm. and if you're constantly doubting yourself this actually kind of moves into the third psychological motive you if you're constantly like doubting yourself you have a greater desire to be validated by other people and to be accepted mm. by groups of people and if you're around people and they are really into conspiracy theories or they uh, have a conspiracy they hold true to a conspiracy belief then you yourself are going to take that on mm. in order to be liked Ra whether or not you truly believe it you'll end up kind of faking it until you make it in that moment For sure. but it comes from this like natural human earthly need to be accepted um, so that's the third psychological motive. And then the second is existential, the pursuit of safety, security, and empowerment. And for that, the thing that comes to my brain is just that when we are feeling like in huge times of uncertain uncertainty, but also just really, really scared and dark times, the dark times that force us into like, being uncomfortable and like putting the mirror towards us ourselves and getting ourselves out of out of the darkness and knowing that darkness and light live within all of us and it is in finding the balance of both where we find inner peace and when we are feeling unsafe and not feeling secure or not feeling powerful at all of course that's going you're going to do whatever you can do to find some sense of that and when doing that with fear in your heart and with like knowing that like you will just choose to put your energy into the first thing that pops in anything could happen and so those are the three like psychological motives that I think everyone should be aware of and just remember that as long as you just walk with love and light in your heart and understand that all of your all of your feelings are validated constantly just know that there are sometimes deeper meanings behind different things that fall at our feet so i don't know about you 100 percent, literally yes. <laughs> yeah when we're taught about what the 
when ancient Greeks believed as their gods and goddesses, we now know as what we call myth. But it was at the time, when you think about it, some people could have just considered it to be a conspiracy theory for a right. way of explaining events that were occurring that you just had no idea of what the fuck was going on. With, albeit they were natural events or plagues or like whatever and whatnot, but we're going through a similar event now and it stems, it, like you said, it stems from uh, the epistemic, existential, and social need for categorizing because there is no category for this for us there's just no in there's no prior information aside well there is prior information for pandemics like let's be real (laughs) um (laughs) and like literally a hundred years apart i mean history does repeat itself but like (laughs) yeah there's no there's not enough information so where there is a lack of information people will just um what is that we talked about that word um oh god you don't, you don't think about a subject, but you think you do? Psychology? I'm looking it up. So clearly we are not experts. <laughs> Dunning, the Dunning-Kruger effect. Oh, Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. So give, me, give me one second. I'm going to pull up this explanation. Aha. Yes. So it is a type of cognitive bias in which people believe that they are smarter and more capable than they really are. (laughs) Essentially, low ability people do not possess the skills needed to recognize their own incompetence. The combination of poor self-awareness and low cognitive ability leads them to overestimate their own capabilities. Well, and all of it ties into like just this general need, this human need to for understanding and the desire for understanding and survival and so a lot of the the studies that are going on um they have gone on as far back as like 2017 um far back like that was far but recently i wanted to i wanted to kind of find some more recent information and what i did find was that aps the Association of Psychological Science, they are doing um, background or series uh, articles and studies. They're not peer reviewed because they're happening right now during COVID. And so they're, that take that into consideration. But there's this one commentary that comes from Karen Douglas, who is a professor of uh, social psychology at the University of Kent in the UK. And her research focuses on beliefs and conspiracy theories. Um, and so in this like commentary, she really discusses like the psychological science, uh, behind why people embrace conspiracy theories and also how it relates to COVID directly. So there are studies that are happening right now. Um, I have one for you, Nadia, if you want it, it actually came out today. people's actions and what drives them because in my experience I've been trying to take note of what my actions are and what drives them within me Um, and what is a common habit is that often we are fear driven and I believe that when we are most afraid it is when we know the least amount of information and or when we're faced with something that just is beyond our earthly 
understanding. And that is not a bad thing. It just means that we just don't know. And that fear then can take hold in another different way. And whether that fear kind of drives you towards like mistrust and mistrust not only with friends and family or yourself, but that could also mean mistrust with the with government each other. or mistrust. I mean, who's not going to blame you there? Um, <laughs> mistrust with like different with the scientific community, with the medical community, um, with each other. And so that mistrust is what um, a lot of the re like different studies and the different researchers have found is that this like mistrust and this um fear and desire to know is what kind of drives every single person to believe in these different conspiracy theories and how that relates to covid um our good friend karen uh <laughs> karen douglas she um expresses that that conspiracy theories can indeed have negative consequences for public health, especially in the area of vaccination where research shows that people who believe and even just read about anti-vaccine conspiracy theories are more vaccine hesitant. Uh, the one that actually deals with COVID is, she says, the COVID-19 pandemic seems to have provided fertile ground for conspiracy theories. And I believe that these could be harmful too. If people believe that the virus is a hoax, they might be less likely to take preventative measures such as social distancing in public, hand washing, and working from home when possible. And that whole, this whole idea of mistrust and fear over something that is so big, and then you, and then of course you find this like shaded, jaded truth of an answer that is like shaded, jaded instance, truth. I love that. Shaded, jaded truth that that is like the product of a game of telephone to it's just like it's a band-aid it's a band-aid to put like for me personally conspiracy theories are the can be the band-aids over the fear of what is actually happening in our reality right and so this study that Tom actually just sent me, it's actually an article on a study from the New York Times. The study wasn't done by the New York Times, but they were doing a study of... Cornell University. Cornell University did this study. Thank you. Um, they analyzed 38 million articles about the pandemic in English language media around the world. And near what they found was that nearly 38% of the overall misinformation conversation, which misinformation is directly related the to conspiracy yeah. theories. Yeah, it drive the misinformation is what drives further the, um, the fear popularity and the fear behind conspiracy theories. And it also they found that that it was all from President Trump. 38% of the overall misinformation conversation came directly from President Trump. Uh, or 45. Like I, If there was like a one, if we had been told, I think what you're saying, I think what you say too is like, you speak on the, the power of the people like to who like, we all know like, yo, something's up. So like, we all kind of get very paranoid. It's like, why aren't we being told the truth? So like, yeah. we then start to just 
come up with reasons and theories Absolutely. as to like what's going on, which then when we don't know the truth, we are going to only just produce a truth that makes sense to us, yeah. which is dangerous because if there was yeah. a response, if we had been told the truth from the beginning with a single response, we would not be where we are today. The like conspiracy theories are the response to unmet psychological needs. That is what Karen Douglas uh, from University of Kent, she has stated in the different articles that she is comment like has commentary on or like her actual studies that she has done. Um, and when, so this is how it relates directly to COVID. When it comes like just in general, it's just the general feel desire for an understanding and certainty, the desire for control and security, the desire to maintain a positive self-image through society. Yeah. And all of those things can be driven when they're fear driven can be very dangerous within us because of course we're just trying to help and heal ourselves and find the answers. But in looking in the wrong places, we can rather than heal actually end up further like yeah. burrowing ourselves in, in a darker hole than we want to be. Um, so that's just kind of like the warning uh, when diving into these conspiracy theories and the beliefs that surround them. Now, this is not to say that every single person who believes in a conspiracy theory is an idiot or wrong or less than me because or us. That is not at all what we are trying to express. I'm just expressing like what I have learned and the psychology behind the reasoning why we and I say we because I am just as much of a culprit of this as anybody else yeah we like society has and hollywood has made money off of these conspiracy theories they don't they tv shows and movies and mockumentaries yeah. that just like rather than again rather than quell the anxieties and give us the answers we're seeking actually leave us with more unanswered questions and by doing this and by like spending days on the internet and on social media and once you've found your niche in yeah. your organization the people around you then you start like not egging each other on but yeah you start to like really truly internalize it's a community feeling. and it is a community and my only question to everybody else who like may find comfort in this or actually genuinely believes in some sort of conspiracy theory um something that i've been challenging myself is just where are my intentions lying am i the one in control seeking this information or am i coming from a place of fear and fear alone because when we come from a place of fear we're never going to find that light and peace that we're searching for because the fear is what makes us kind of cut the corners a little bit. And really, like, we can take, like, factual information and really just, like, turn it on its head. That's what Kate is going to do to us later in this episode. Yeah. So, and that's and that's what, like, makes this life so exciting is that, like, the mind is so vast and so intense and we don't know as much of it as we should um and i think that these i'm really excited to continue this like 
research into the psychology behind conspiracy theories do you guys have anything to add or like any questions that you guys have maybe i want to speak about what you're saying about fear nadia is like mm -hmm. the amygdala in like our brains is designed to like when we when we are in a fearful situation and our body perceives we are in a fearful like fear for our life situation fight or flight it is the irrational response to survival so like we will do anything to protect ourselves and our well-being so i mean conspiracy theorists are like what you were saying i mean i'm not i'm not discounting anybody who believes in a conspiracy theory but that is exactly what it is it is a theory it is not a proven fact and if, if you yeah. believe it to be 100 percent true that is one that is great that is wonderful however it's still a theory and unless you have like 100 percent, i mean undeniable like unshakable truth you are only contributing to the fear and contributing to the misinformation of of an entire society or a community and i mean when we think about these um different types of conspiracy theories there's so many out there and the communities like you said are niche in a way um yeah. like they're not hundreds of millions of people even though they they may be on a global scale but in like country by country it might not be like that um we'll talk about a little bit later different types of communities and with the scale of like their reach in terms of of conspiracy theories but they may be a hundred thousand people they may be fifty thousand people but once yeah. you get that many people together and enough people start believing and pushing each other and being like, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. All it takes for someone else to just say is to believe in you. All it takes is that one person yes. to say, I believe you're right. And then you're like, yes. oh, that's all the validation I need. Absolutely. And uh, there's another definition of, uh, of conspiracy theories that uh, came from an online library, the Wiley Online Library. Um, which is where I read the study of what Karen Douglas kind of went through. Uh, and the definition relates exactly to what you just said, Tom, in saying that it, while a conspiracy refers to a true casual chain of events, a conspiracy theory refers to an allegation of conspiracy that may or may not be true. And the may or may not right. be true is like, underlined bold italicized because this is the thing it may or may not be this is what makes it so fucking exciting this is what makes me want to stay up until 2 a.m watching buzzfeed unsolved mysteries like this is what like literally i want because it's could some of these possibly be true like could some of the people who believe that the earth is flat literally just be the ones who just like got the wool pulled over their heads and is like guys are you awake to this and the fact that i just said that is like shows you how like open i am to every single kind of person because i truly don't want to invalidate anybody's feelings it could be anything a conspiracy theory could, could be, be anything. anything from be breitbart anything. news to like the flat earth theory and like that's what that's what makes them exciting but that's what also makes us so pissed off when we see something that is just so obviously fucking ridiculous yeah especially comment like politically it's like huh 
Like, and yeah. why and how would you want to believe that? And not saying like, why would you want to, but like, how can, how can you? Like, what experience and what proof do you have other than this article that you maybe didn't source that you're just reading and believe from your trusted news source? And obviously yeah. people on both sides can say that. I get it. Yeah. However, when one side is saying like child sex trafficking satan cannibals like yeah. and the other side is saying probably not i mean like and what's really cool about this research it's still so new and it's still like they were left at the end of the study with kind of this one unanswered question the question of like what are the consequences of it but the big takeaways that i read and just internalized with me were that we are all human beings and all of us experience the needs and the desires that make up like believing in a conspiracy theory, AKA having a conspiracy belief. That is a term that refers to like the belief in a specific conspiracy theory yeah. or set of conspiracy theories. Um, and then the other biggest takeaway is that instead of helping and like giving the answers that we need it instead furthers the confusion oh we'll get and, to that <laughs> and all of the the questions that we do have and can also provide a false sense of understanding and certainty so you especially in times of uncertainty so right now covid is a, a pandemic current global pandemic is still going on um and we are dealing with something that has never happened before at, at this magnitude while in a year of transformation and this transformation yeah. can mean many different things to many different people but on a global scale and a like societal united states of america societal like way we're all transforming and in these times of uncertainty we look to things that give us whether it's false or true this sense of certainty and that is what we have to be cognizant cognizant of and aware of in our everyday like mental states is like is this what information that i'm taking in helping me or hurting me because we're all here to just heal and be the best versions of ourselves so that's that on that with Nadia Yakin and Tom Bergamo and Kate Bergamo and We Like It Raw, Ross Searcy. I've been ripped to shreds, hell, I've been a use. I need healing, I'm tired of taking these hits. Got no song to sing, it goes like this. is going to be talking to us about a fun spiracy. And Kate, what is that fun spiracy for us today? I want you to tell us. Okay. Fun spiracies. So I assume you both have probably at one point or another in time felt like you looked best or better in a dressing room mirror than you did in your home mirror or just 
or just like any other mirror. It's not all dressing room mirrors are flattering. 100%. Mm. But so this fun spiracy is related to this company called Skinny Mirror. This company was on Shark Tank back in like 2013, 2014. And essentially what they sell is a skinny mirror. And what it does is it takes about five to 10 pounds off of your appearance. So it, it like the mirror just slims you. It makes like it brings you in. And so so their statement on their website, which is no longer up, their Kickstarter website is, it's from when they first started, probably back in between 2011 and 2013. Their actual website is no longer up, but their statement reads as follows. The skinny mirror offers a subtle and believable slimming reflection of five to 10 pounds that works on the psyche over time. It gives users the instant visual gratification of a slimmer you while educating that how you choose to feel about your body has nothing to do with your actual shape, size, or weight, which is just like, what? Like, I just, this company and their statements just don't, make sense their slogan is you are beautiful but like apparently not if you're creating a mirror that makes you look smaller they market it towards retailers so that hopefully you go into the store you try on clothes and you look at yourself in the skinny mirror and you buy the clothes but when you get home you try on the clothes and you're like wait a minute i don't look like that so the conspiracy around a skinny mirror is not so much of like, does it exist? Because it very much exists. Retail stores have used it and potentially are still using it. But the conspiracy around it is like, what stores have used it? What stores maybe are still using it? Because you can't find anywhere specifics on what stores have it, have used it in the past, are currently still using it. So that's the conspiracy is like, you go into a store, right, where is it? And maybe you're like, ooh, I look really good in this mirror. And you, everyone knows, you know, when you look into a mirror, you can tell if you're like, wait a minute, I don't feel like I look like that, but I'm looking in a mirror. So like, I, maybe I do, but maybe what you're looking into is a skinny mirror. Yeah. It's like instant photoshop but just in the mirror well and what's interesting is that i've always like when i've gone to certain friends homes and they've had they have certain like full-length mirrors and i look really good i i'm always like oh you got a skinny mirror and i've i've said that before just not in like within like the re like uh uh stores aspect of it but i because i never would have thought that like that mindset of like a skinny mm-hmm. mirror would actually be something so literally that be sold to oh yeah so skinny mirrors thank you guys so much for tuning in this week and listening to our drive through conspiracies part one make sure you tune in on monday october 26th to listen to drive through conspiracies part two see you next time why don't you guys send us a line on instagram facebook and twitter and let us know what you thought about today's episode also be sure to reach out to us at we like a raw podcast at gmail.com 
Stay tuned for more episodes. See you later.